Hi guys, and welcome to episode 2 from Activate the Amygdala. So, I know that this episode has been very much pushed back, but I've been like super duper sick and basically dying, but I have been doing my um, research on this and try to save my voice until today. But let's see, and let's just start this as soon as possible. Alright, so we're going to do the murderer. His name is Pedro Alonso Lopez, known as the Monster of the Andes. He's a convicted Colombian serial killer who was murdered to about 300 people, no more nor less. So, I wanted to talk about this person because... Um, from what I said in the beginning is I tried to avoid big names. I try to avoid like overrated killers and all that. Like nobody has really heard about this killer either prior to Bathory as well. No one has really heard about it. So I really want to open this up because, well, I'll let you know in the end why I also wanted to talk about this, but let's get to it. So Pedro was born on... October 8th, 1948, in Santa Isabel, Colombia. So, during his very early life, he has experienced some wonderful traits in life. He's experienced um, sexual abuse towards him, brutal violence. He has lived a majority of his life um, homeless. He's been in jail um, a lot in his early adulthood. And he's just been... Life has not treated him great. Um, so he mainly targeted young girls from um, his home country, Peru and Ecuador. So in, let's, um, I don't want to get into the whole summary about him. I don't want to ruin it till the end because the end will have you completely shook. So, <coughs> Sorry. So Pedro, let's talk about his parents. His father, um, his father's name was Madardo Reyes. He was a member of the right-wing party in Colombia, and he was also killed in La Violencia, uh, the conflict of that era, which would have repercussion for years to come. So Pedro, Pedro's mom, Benlinda, Benilda, Benilda, she was born, no, she was born, she was three months pregnant with her son at the time of his father's death. Um, Pedro was among the seventh child among his 13 siblings. He was very polite as a boy and wanted to be a teacher. According to his mother, that's what he wanted to do. Um, later on, his mother became very physically abusive towards him she was a sex worker and she would also um uh, she was also assaulted by clients some reports claim that that um pedro was kicked out of the house because benilda um found him uh sexually abusing his younger sister and other people say he ran away but i think that's mainly the reason why he got kicked out. So Lopez was homeless at this time. He traveled to Bogota, which is the capital of Colombia, where he joined a bunch of homeless children 
on the streets, he it led to him doing drugs, um, especially like cocaine. And one day, a stranger approached him and offered him food and a bed to sleep in, which, well, he was pretty young, but he said, you know what? Hey, I have nothing else to do. I might as well just go with you. But he basically just took him to an abandoned building and just sexually assaulted him. That sucks. Um, let's go back. Let's go towards that. So when he was 10 years old, Lopez said that an um, older American couple found him on the streets. They basically adopted him, gave him a home, took him to school for orphans. Um, but again, as he was there, he was molested by a teacher at around 12. Well, he ran away again, not surprised. Um, then Pedro eventually would speak of wanting revenge from all the suffering he experienced as a child. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, having grown on the streets, Lopez was arrested at 21 years old for Grand Theft Auto. Soon after he was in prison, he was raped by at least two men and in retaliation killed his attacker with a makeshift knife. Honestly, I'd be the same if someone is, you know, trying to go in my booty hole like that. And, you know, I'd probably kill them too. But apparently he received just more jail time for the murders. I think it's self-defense, but... I'm not helping the guy out here. Um, upon he was released from jail, which is one of the many strings of times that he will be released from these. I don't know how this stupid the police can be, but we'll get to it. It's believed that Lopez started to go out for younger women. Um, usually of almost his background, like a kid growing up, like a poor kid, vulnerable young child um, would be his target. He made his way all the way to Peru. He basically just hitchhiked all the way there where he would lure his victims to certain um, abandoned areas and he would rape them and murder them and later reported that he murdered dozens of dozens of, little, of younger girls in the mid to late 70s. Um, Lopez was caught though by the Ayachucos community when he attempted to take away a nine-year-old. Then the tribe attempted to bury him alive. I know there was one part that they said they were going to bury him alive and have the fire ants eat him. But I don't know where I found that, but I just wanted to put that in. So, but apparently he was saved by an American that was just surrounded, you know, with the tribe, and they just felt horrible, and then the tribe were about to kill him, they were like, you know what, fine, and they drove him to the police, and they just deported him back to Colombia with just a slap on the wrist, and obviously, hey, once again, the danger was posed back to society. So, Lopez continued his murders, um, and by the late 70s, he had made his way to Ecuador. He just hitchhiked there, where just dozens and dozens of girls went missing as well. Families tried to find their daughters on their own. One mother tried putting her ad in the newspaper about her missing daughter. And the um, 1980 vendor, her name was Carlina Ramon, 
and a group of her peers caught him in Ecuador where he attempted to lure Ramon's daughter from a very busy market. Once Lopez was in police custody, he refused to cooperate. He didn't want to talk to anybody. And until investigator Pastor Cordova Guidino went undercover as a fellow inmate. So gaining his trust, Guidino was able to get a confession from Lopez, as well as details from where the sites of the victims were buried. Police, um, ultimately, they... So the police ultimately, um, they unburied the 57 bodies that, um, were found after it was like this mudslide that happened that just uncovered a bunch of bodies. And apparently with his confession, Lopez was charged with 110 murders. He claimed to be responsible for about 200 or more deaths in the neighboring countries of Peru and Colombia on July 31st. 1981, 33-year-old Lopez pleaded guilty to the murder of 57 girls and was imprisoned in Ambato, where he was officially diagnosed as a sociopath. Well, no shit. Because of Ecuador's laws, get this, this is going to blow your mind, Lopez only received a maximum sentence of 16 years. 16 years of almost 300 deaths. And obviously, the public was extremely outraged, but that was always a law in Ecuador. And you can't have a more of a 25-year maximum sentence. So, on August 31st, 1994, Lopez was released from Garcia Moreno prison after serving 14 years. 14 years! He was released two years early because of good behavior. He was deported immediately to Colombia, where authorities there attempted to convict him of a two-decade-old murder. But instead, Lopez was declared insane in 1995, and just and he was just brought into a psychiatric facility. In February 1998, he was declared sane and released under a $50 bail, with basically a slap on the wrist. Like, are you fucking kidding me? He visited his elderly mother, who said that he asked for his inheritance. And, well, where the fuck was he going to get the inheritance? She was just a prostitute on the street. He, She had no money. All she had was a bed and chair to her name. After that, Lopez just got enraged. and He went out to the streets. And he decided to sell her chair and bed. And he was so angry that he threatened everyone that he was going to set it on fire. Like, wow, you guys not, don't want any of these? Well, fuck you, I'm going to set it on fire. That's just, that's just fucked up. Poor girl. Well, mm, I guess. After that, Lopez then vanished with concerns that have risen his possible connection to the 2002 murder. Get this. Nobody knows where he is nobody has heard of him nobody has seen him and he's like around 70 something years old right now he could still be alive so if you're planning on going to colombia ecuador peru or anywhere in south america just be careful just be careful someone luring you in just be careful 
of that face that I'm going to put on my uh, title cover. Because he's still out there. Here's a quote, quote from Pedro Lopez when asked, why little girls? Why them? He said, they never scream. They expect nothing. They are innocent. Lopez often brought the girls to prepared graves already, already dug up everything. Sometimes he filled them with dead bodies of other girls he already murdered. He would calm the child down and reassure them with nice soft words throughout the night. At sunrise, when he knew, as soon as dawn came up, he would rape and strangle them, satisfying his sexual needs. As he watched their innocent eyes fade as they died, according to him, he never killed at night because he said he could not see his victim eyes and felt without that there was no point in murdering them. In his confession, he told of having tea parties and playing horrible games with the dead children. He would prop them up like dolls in their graves, talk to them, convincing him that his little friends liked the company. But when the dead children failed to answer because well, they're fucking dead, what do you really expect? He would become bored and go off to find another victim. I actually found a really, I guess you could say morbid, but very interesting quote that I found that, I mean, I've said something like this earlier, but it's actually very bone chilling that I'm going to go over. He says, there is a wonderful moment, a divine moment. When I have my hands around a young girl's throat, I look into her eyes and see a certain light, a spark, suddenly go out. Only those who kill know what I mean. The moment of death is enthralling and exciting. At the first sign of light, I would get excited, he explained. I forced, I forced the girls into sex and put my hands against their throat. When the sun rose, I would strangle her. It was only good if I could see her eyes. I never killed anyone at night. It would have been wasted in the dark. It took them between 5 and 15 minutes to die, he said. Sometimes I had to kill them all over again. They never screamed because they didn't expect anything would happen. They were innocent. Indeed, he claimed a preference for victims that appeared the most innocent. So great. Thanks for listening. And hopefully I will find some schedule on how I will be doing this because this has been incredibly fun. And I would love to keep talking about underrated 
crazy crap. I'm probably, I'm trying to avoid big names like John Wayne Gacy or um, Ted Bundy and all that. Like pe- that people already know. I'm trying to go to, my goal is to get to underrated, you know, mysteries or underrated um, <clears throat> killers and all that. I'm, you know, so yeah. So I will try to find some organization and calendar wise with everything and but thank you so much for listening any ideas please um message me um you can find me on snapchat it is science queen three or <clears throat> you can find me on twitter which is at it is at hold on i completely should have been prepared for this already <laughs> um it is at um Amygdala 95, A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A 95. And you can also find me on my website. Yeah, your girl has the website. And I will keep to date with several things. Definitely leave links there. Um, It's called valswebsite.com, V-A-L-S website.com. Thank you so much and keep it spooky. I will see you soon.